I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svenda, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoys podcast. My name is Dean, joined once again by the boys, fellow enjoys of the AFL, James Matza and George Svender. How's it going, boys? Not bad, Dean. Yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Doing okay. Mixed emotions this week. Still getting over yesterday, but looking at the positives. That's good, man. How about That's you guys? Good. Oh, it's similarly. Similarly feeling as we, you know, we're both North Melbourne supporters. We had the, a similar experience. Um, but yeah, no, it was less games of footy, but there were some entertaining ones though. So we'll take that. I would say I enjoyed this week more than the other weeks. Maybe because there was less games, but more quality, in my opinion. Like, yeah, that's fair cool. That's fair cool. That one. George is a bit quiet. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into the first game. I and, don't uh, know why the fixture of Carlton is the first, but every week I have to start the podcast with <laughs> this bullshit. Man. I can't help but notice, George, that the clipboard has, is gone. I'm assuming broken in half while you're yeah, watching so the game. Yeah, so my, my, leg, is, my leg is positioned <laughs> to cup this piece of paper with my notes on it because my clipboard is broken yeah fair mm. it's uh you know snapped in half somewhere in was my it house like on your knee like, Look, like it, was, it was against the wall i smacked it against my computer i smacked it against my own head i got a concussion so <laughs> yeah, dis- right, dis- very disappointing it's the weekly sort of thing now isn't it where we just ask george to explain what's going on because we can't quite believe what we're seeing so george take it away what's going on well i'm wearing a carlton beanie you are shocking, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, the yeah. reason is because you know, never let them know your next move. No one expects me to wear a beanie today. Uh, is it because my head's cold and I had nothing else to wear? Maybe. <laughs> is it because I was having a bad hair day? Maybe. Is it because I'm a faithful supporter of Carlton through thick and thin? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I don't even know where to start. To be honest, man, it's just uh, very deflating. Uh, we joke about the clipboard, but you know, I was smacking the table big time. I was, I'm not that, like I'm a pretty emotional uh, supporter, but when I watch the game, I'm relatively composed. But it was more just like, you know, like just frustration that they just can't do the basics, right? Mm. And there were so many opportunities to win that game against Melbourne. Melbourne did not play well. They, they just didn't. I did flag it last week and I said, and I these was, guys aren't impressing me this year. But I was thinking that while we were watching, like Dino was right yeah. about Carlton and Melbourne. But yeah, like we had our chances to win that. We just could not execute basic skills. Yeah. And it's disappointing as well because you guys actually put some effort out there as well. Like the actual, you know, the pressure was there. I don't think, it, it didn't look like it was, you know, all Melbourne's way. So it man. wasn't. Our inside 50s were fine. Actually, no, that's not true. This this was, week this week they smashed us inside 50s. But yeah. um, we, the thing that was most frustrating about this game is we would like get a free kick and then handball it to the opposition. Mm. We'd take a contested mark and kick it to the opposition. Like we just could get no flow. Yep. And I'm starting to think that the biggest issue with the Blues is confidence and fear of failure and because there's no way they're missing those kicks uh, at training. But what happened the first couple of weeks when you guys were playing 
some actual decent footy. Well, we and, the, and the first few seasons, sorry, the first few rounds of last year. Well, what I happened? was actually going to lead into that. So good segue. Well, the thing is, is the first ten weeks last year, Carlton was dominant, eight and two, um, close to the top of the ladder. Um, since then, we have pretty much lost every game. I'm pretty sure there. Was, I don't know the exact statistics, but I saw something this week that showed that over the last period of time, maybe it was 20 games or something along those lines, Carlton has pretty much the same win record of North Melbourne and Hawthorne. It's just a bit better, just a little bit better. So we're really actually just a bottom four team if you take out those first 10 weeks. Mm. So we, we're, we're reflecting on Carlton as a team that um, has a lot of potential, plays really big football, waiting for them to get back to that. But they haven't showed that for ages. And they really only had that initial burst of 10 weeks where they um, played a really strong quarter or so of footy and did all the work and then defended it. They did it against Sydney. They did it against Hawthorne. They did it against Port Adelaide in the early weeks last year. They just dominated 60 points in a quarter and then defended it. So what really, they really, I think almost they got a little bit lucky. Cripps was playing like he's never played before. He was unbelievable last year, Brown Lambellis. And Charlie Curnow is an extreme talent. We're pretty much just winning it off their boots mm. and off just a, a ballistic burst of football. But at the same time, the opponents managed many ways in, in those games to find a way back and we couldn't stop it. And now it's almost like we don't even have that burst of, of a, a quarter or so where we, we play good footy. We just don't get going at all. And then comes like the fact that we're just not scoring as well because it's not just like if we score 50 points we kick a, a massive quarter score and then through throughout the rest of the quarters it's it's a slow thing it still gets to an 80 100 point margin if you're just not doing that mm. um it's just consistently bad which is the you know the 40 50 points that we've averaged over the last five rounds that's the issue isn't it i read the stats last week of your total scores versus your inside of 50s over the past couple of rounds and Again, another 44 total points for the team. It's just uh, quite staggering. And the confidence thing you mentioned, actually, there was something I'd written down, which was in that last quarter, Maxi Gorn goes back from 50 and absolutely slots a goal. Beautiful kick. And then a few minutes later, Harry Mackay gets a shot closer in, not really an angle. It goes for a snap from like 40 out. And that just sums it up for me. Like, this team just doesn't have the confidence. Well, yeah, I don't think they have the confidence to bite it off. And Voss even admitted in the press conference that yeah, we're just we're too boring, too slow, too predictable. Sam Doherty echoed the same thoughts um, this week as well. So basically, um, it, it's so easy to play against this team, and they're not using any of their strengths. So if you're in opposition, you know you're going to Harry Mackay or Charlie Kernow. You know that you're using Adam Saad off the back line, and you know that Cripps is your bull in the midfield. Stop Adam Saad, stop Cripps, and put four defenders on Charlie Kernow. There you go. Carlton can't do anything. So I think they just got to have to now that maybe if they keep losing. Maybe the pressure will come almost off them because they're not a finals option anymore and they might start playing proper football when it doesn't count. Or maybe it'll double down and be worse. But a couple of weeks ago, we, we talked about the fact that Carlton was coming into a, a six-week period where he was going to define their season. And those teams, if the order is right, is like Adelaide, St. Kilda, Dogs, Sydney, um, who, who are we just first now? Uh, Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne and now Essendon. Even the most pessimistic supporter would have said, oh, split in half, three wins, three losses. We've lost five in a row. We haven't even come close to beating one. Mm. It's, it is a massive capitulation. I, can't be- I actually can't believe it. Mm. To the point where I'm not even mad anymore. Just like, wow, what is this team? How come this team just cannot find any success at all? 
And if if you take away those first ten weeks of last week of last year, Matt, like this team sucks, sucks. So it's been like what twenty. 25 rounds since you guys have actually played good footy. About that, 20 to 25 rounds. Yeah. Well, that's, well that's, second half of last year, we lost a lot of games. Yeah. And this year, we've beaten West Coast. We've beaten... Uh, Beat us. North. Yeah. Richmond, who prove, have proven not was, to be... Was dr- it not a draw? Draw yeah. Richmond. So you got points. But. Points. Proven not to be that good of a team this year. Mm. And Geelong when they sucked. That's it. Mm. That's it, man. And even that North game, like we were there... It wasn't a pretty game, and we had no defenders. There was no Mackay. There was no um, Logue. Yeah, and we you had, guys were beating us out of the middle. We were. Mm. Yeah, man. Look, it's pretty frustrating. I think even people that hate Carlton kind of understand. Like, if Carlton's in the eight, it would have generated some excitement. Like, I certainly, you know, wouldn't have been upset to see Carlton in the eight, but you just don't deserve it at the moment. Like, no. really, there's so many teams putting up a fight, like Gold Coast, Frio, even Sydney's starting to claw their way back into the season. Like, you guys are just. Like you said, if they pick up the form now that the pressure's off, then what happens when you win a few and then the pressure's back on, you're going to lose again? Like, it's it's not sustainable, man. Yeah, well, that's right. And that could happen, you yeah. know, because like, say Carlton beats Essendon, like, they have to have a win eventually. It's yeah. going to come, right? It just has to. So, let's say they beat Essendon. I think then there's some easier games like maybe Gold Coast and Hawks coming up. They're not the necessarily... I wouldn't put anything in the bank with the Blues at the moment, but let's say that they win a couple of games, then they're still back into the hunt. Right, mm. I would say the season's over at the moment. They're not going to play finals, but let's just say they win a couple of games in a row. I guarantee you that next test they fail. I guarantee you because mm. they've done it every time. They did it last year against Adelaide. They did it this year against these teams around them. It just it's crazy. Disappointing, man. I guess from the Melbourne point of view, I don't know about you guys, but Christian Petrarca was on an absolute like not just one level above the rest of that. Uh, the rest of the players in that game, he was like. 10 out of 10, and the rest of them were hovering at about a 7, to be honest. Brown, yeah. Brownlow favourite. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, he's, he is. He's, he's yeah, an amazing footballer, man. Mm. It was pretty clear just how much better he was than everyone else. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He was silky. Um, I did just want to give out some little cheeky flowers as well, if I could. Mm. Three guys from Melbourne caught my eye. I'm just going to say three names. Can I guess? You sure. Jacob Van Ruin. No, but he did as well, but yeah. not flower worthy. Okay. Yeah. okay. Rising uh, star though yeah. this week. Yeah. Credit so. to him. Or maybe. All right, you go you can yeah. do it. We'll give him his flowers. Okay. I'm trying to think of us. Like Judd McVee. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to think you see something unique, you know. One of them's not really an obvious one, and that's Bailey Fritch, George's boy. Top six player in Melbourne. Or five, what was it that you said? Yeah, uh, he probably oh, you know what? <laughs> he might be. He's a pretty good player. I might have to t- I might have to, you know, take that. I just really back. like he's, those he's players that player. you look at them slightly built, can't He's not the best jumper, not the quickest, but he's just always in the right spot, like a Jack Gunston type. Like, just he's like just a super reliable footballer yeah. and really good shot at goal. So. He is. But the other two are a bit more interesting. So this was the first full game I watched um, Rivers play. That guy's good, man. Yeah. yeah. He can play, so flowers for him. Um, and good to see Salem back in the team. Yeah. He just looks really composed on the ball. Like Guys run at him and he just does the slightest little ball fake and just buys another couple seconds of time. So I mm. um, thought we should touch on Melbourne as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. They Give got a couple of those guys their flowers. They did get the job done. It wasn't pretty. I am still very suspicious of their actual flag hopes. Um, I don't think they've had any really statement wins so far this year, but ultimately good teams still get yeah. the job done. And, and come finals, it would not surprise me if they did turn it on, but so far they're sort of just hovering along. Yeah, hovering hovering along in the top four. So Yeah, exactly right. So, you know, I guess that, so if they're hovering along and just, you know, they're just in the top four, good on that, man. They're... Uh, they're still premiership contenders in my eyes, but yeah. They can hit the gear, but I, I'd like to see some of it. 
from now, but fair, fair enough. enough. Um, now, boys, I need to admit, I was busy all day at a very beautiful wedding. Congratulations to the couple, but I did not watch a single minute of football on Saturday. <laughs> so, um, you guys tell me what happened. Port just looked like they obliterated Hawthorne in that first half, based on what I saw in the highlights. Yeah, they. I was gonna say they made it look somewhat respectable, you know, Hawks, because they went. Yeah, they clawed back, but I think they were down by a hundred points at one point. Like, it I was, think it was in the nineties. Yeah, like it, it was like historic scores at mm. points of the game. Like it might have been like what sixty or seventy in a quarter. They were just yeah, poured just there. They just cut them. It was like a training drill. They absolutely yeah. cut them to pieces in the first quarter. Uh, it was it was actually if you were a poor fan, that would have been the most enjoyable footy you've seen in a very long time. Maybe since they beat Richmond in that elimination final all those years ago. Just like just a procession. Crazy. Who wants a goal? Finlayson wants a goal. Give him a goal. Give him four. He was everything in the first quarter, man. Well, I think he had four in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, part of easy. my like trying to catch up on how the game sort of went, I like going through the timeline of when the goals happened. And I noticed like this guy kicked four in the first like quarter. Finlayson. Finlayson. It reminds rolling. me of that time, Finlayson. Drew Petrie. What did he kick like six or seven in the first quarter? I think it was five and a quarter. Five. And he ended up on six. You know what I mean? Doesn't like, matter. He, he just he limited his bag right there, but you know. Jeez. Yeah. What a performance from him. Um but yeah, it yeah. was it was like Port Port are clearly a damaging team this year. Who knows what they'll end up achieving? Um, but yeah, they you know they they're pretty good. But Hawks, fun, they've they find a way every game to play a good half of football. Mm. So they've done that a couple of times where they've been respectable for a half and then got blown out. Sometimes it's the first half, sometimes it's the second half. But good on them for finding fighting back. Mm. You know, maybe it's part of Port taking the foot off the pedal we don't really know but Hawks play an attacking brand of football and you, as you as you can see it was a really high scoring game something like 90 points to like 140 points So, well good on them yeah even in a massive loss they've conceded 150 points Maybe no Sicily probably doesn't help but you know Port's just on a roll and good on them for scoring 90 like if my team was getting pumped at least you want to see them putting some effort the other way as well yeah they um, you're right with Sicily like he's all their ball movement goes through him mm. right so he kind of he starts all their chains and they didn't have him to do that this round, but they still find, found a way to kind of um, resurrect the second half and win the second half. And, um, you know, it, positive signs for, for Hawks fans continue. Luke Bruce uh, had another five goal, uh, surpassed his uh, 500 goals um, this week. So good on him. Friend yeah. of the pod. Friend of the pod. That's it. And another friend of the pod actually made a good tweet for once. It was Kane Corns. He actually gave Luke Bruce these flowers. I'm like, oh. Cancorn's saying something that I don't like loathe. This is nice, you know what I mean? That was, uh, that was, that was a welcome change from Kano. He's playing the humble card, watching Port just smack Hawthorne around. He yeah. decided to be nice. But he said something else in the week that I didn't mind either. I'll find it in a sec, but you know. Yeah, no, Kano, he's, he's turned the corner a little Actually, bit. while we're on that, George, you wanted to say something about our other good friend of the pod, Caroline Wilson. <laughs> oh, I didn't mention that about Carlton. Also, oh, I'll go back. Let's rewind it. Rewind just a little bit. <laughs> it actually makes it the Carlton situation even worse. Yeah. Uh, so, Caroline Wilson of Footy Classified, the worst mm. show on TV. Oh, by far, <laughs> Footy Classified is worse than The Kissing Booth 3 <laughs> on Netflix. I haven't seen The Kissing Booth, but I just imagine it's worse. Yeah, no, fair. Um, someone that's watched it, let us know whether it's worse than Footy <laughs> Classified. It, can't, it probably can't be, but... Anyway, she reports a story and Caroline Wilson doesn't report on like games. She reports on like stuff like CEOs and, you know, scandals and all the stuff that no one cares about. Yeah. So she reported that Patrick Cripps 
um, stayed away and Sandoki stayed away from the team while they were in Sydney. And it was missing the fact that he stayed with the team and when the team left, he stayed one extra night with his partner, which players do, right? And Patrick Cripps responded saying, you know, I wish the media was accountable for the things they say, never question my commitment to the team, can't wait for Friday. And we were like, ooh, skip, skip. <laughs> you tell them, skip. You know what I mean? It's like, can't bring on a, a Friday night. Yeah, I'm back on the, the Carlton train. And then just as I'm watching this game, I'm like, skip, like, skip. No, I don't want to watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> skip this game. On to the next one. Nice, so, nice. yeah, I mean, that I was. I also will admit that while I, we tipped Melbourne on the podcast last week, on my personal tips, I tip Carlton. You do that every week there. But I always, <laughs> That's not news. Like, why, why am I doing that to myself? And one of the reasons was like, they're fired up. They're fired <laughs> up. And uh, they weren't. They yeah. weren't fired up. So... That they were fired up them. until the game started and they had to play football. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like, enough. Wait, we're footballers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a little bit of background to, to lead up to that game. And like, Look, if you're going to report some news, at least be factual. Like when I said McLuggage is coming back to Victoria. Like have some facts behind <laughs> it. Yeah? yeah, Don't just talk about it. Go up to Gold Coast and, and yeah. talk oh, no. to McLuggage. I was in Queensland. Were yeah. you in Sydney, Caro? No. Yeah, who was your sources again for that one? Was it Woj? I can't tell you. It's Fabrizio Romano. Here we go. Uh, all good. Oh, thanks for that, George. I think it needed to be said. Um, okay, so the Eagles hosted the Pies. And this was where Kano had another good tweet. Okay, here we go. And his tweet was, and absolutely I, I agree, West Coast Eagles supporters, without question, the best supporters in the AFL. Mm. Absolutely, because every time I, I put on a game that's in Perth, the supporters are out there, regardless of how bad the team's go- doing, every goal they're celebrating, it's, you know, they're keeping, you know, they're staying together. It's fantastic. To That's watch a fantastic now. point because their yeah. team honestly couldn't be much worse than it is right now, considering the history of the club and how high they were a few years ago. Only yeah, how exactly. badly the form. Yeah, and just, um, you know, the, you had salt to the wounds, all the injuries that they keep getting as well. It's like they can't even, mm. even if they tried, they can't bring you know they can't bring together you know some mm. consistent football because everyone's just dropping. So that's a great point, Matto. Thank you. Um, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I agree with that as well. It's pretty clear that, you know, they make noise. And what was interesting about this game is, you know, at face value, it didn't look interesting. And you're kind of like, oh, just skip West Coast, forget it. Like, there's no point even watching this. And then when I checked the scores, it was actually quite close. So I tuned in. And West Coast had a big dig at this game. They didn't get there in the end. And they're never going to get there, let's be honest. Mm. But for a good half of football, they were right in it playing quite ballistic football like they were playing on it every opportunity um and the crowd got really behind them like really loud and you know some of their players like tim kelly elliot yo back in the team for the second round now um who was the other one dom sheed really wound back the clock and played some really strong like they led from the front so they gave it their all the crowd got behind them it was pretty fun to watch someone to take take it to collingwood when you didn't expect it Collingwood then in the last quarter blew them apart as you kind of expected them to do from the start. Yeah. But at least a little bit of a sign of, of some hope and, and some life from West Coast and definitely backed up by the fans. Yeah, within 20 points in the third quarter. That's an amazing effort. I think they got within like Colin. a kick. Yeah, I'm looking, I can't remember. Oh, that would have been maybe in the first quarter. You know, in the first couple of minutes of the game they were within a kick. But <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it was like 40 to like... Fifty something. Is this maybe, not, maybe. Uh, that, uh, it was within twenty points at least. Is this I can't not a tell by the little bit of a thing. trend though with Collingwood in that 
even against the North, like they never really like kill the game from minute one. Like North, it, they did in the third quarter. They blew it out a little bit at the end there, but they sort of play with their food a little bit in a way. And just when they need to, they're like, okay, see you later. Mm. The only team they really embarrassed was Port in round what, two, was it? Other than that, mm. every other game's been competitive at least for parts of the game. Yeah, it's fair call. Um, Maybe. Yeah. There was a, 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 a nice goal from Nick Dacos where he just ran into the open goal square straight off the... Uh, Interchange as well. Did you see that one? He knows how to find the goal, like kid. Man. Oh yeah, and when you have him as your super coach captain, you just you know it cheers you up even more. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was um yeah, but um, that that goal he kicked on the run from the wing to the half forward line. Was oh, quite I was gonna say yeah, no, even that. Oh, oh. That's with, just, with the little handball one two just to pad the stats. That's exactly right, man. If yeah. that's not Extra like three points, Gary Ablett Junior esque, I don't know what is. He's a second year footballer. We, I think we kind of forget about it because we talk about him so much. Second year, man. The boy right there. Um, there he is. On, he's on the desk. Kick and player. Mm. Mm. Sorry, three goals of thirty touches. I just needed to mention the actual numbers there. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think his brother did that last week, and he's like, "Okay, I got to match it." Mm. I'm pretty sure Josh had the three goals last week. So, you know, yeah. No, that's good. What did you think of uh, the goalie's bump? Overblown in the media, hundred percent. Like right. that happens. See, Kane Corns, he, he had a he had a big week, Kano. He's well, Kane, Kane Corns <laughs> enjoys this week. He he said that it's like the disgraceful act, Jordan Degoe. You know, typical Jordan Degoe. Like does this every year. Like in t- I'm like, what, how is this any worse than any of the other bumps I've seen this year? Why mm. are people saying four weeks plus when Pickett? Who launched himself as a missile on Bo yeah. Smith? And we got we two just weeks. laughed at it. Yeah. <laughs> we just laughed at that one. How was it worse? Look, mm. I'm not one to disagree with Kane Corns. You know me. Like me and him, like we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty aligned on most things. I don't know if that's true at all. But uh, biggest I must cap, say, brother. I think the issue with the bump, let's call it, is he didn't like launch himself, like you said. But Elijah Hewitt, who was the player on the receiving end, was completely blindsided and. If he was a bit more prepared for the physicality there, I think it's a non-incident, to be honest. But he was completely not expecting it and it caught him flush. Like he was out on the way down. It's one of those bad, like the result impacts the punishment. I don't think that bump for someone that's braced for it does anything really, but it's just a bad circumstance. I think, look... I just think the narrative around like the Degoe, it's it's kind of mirrors the Toby Green stuff where it's like... they make it more about the player than than the action. Mm. Let's yeah. let's not like that bump wasn't any worse than the other stuff we've seen this year. Nah, yeah, no, I, I, agree. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't like, worse than Buddy Franklin and Pickett. No way. Not nah. that I know anything about MRO because I mm. every time I think it's not a big deal, they get like eight weeks. I think you know what? I think Dugowie himself wouldn't mind if it's four weeks. He gets to go to Bali, gets to relax. Uh, I was saying that I guarantee you he's going overseas <laughs> during. He was going to probably do it during the buy, but he's like, look. He's my chance. I get a couple of weeks here. You know, I can extend. It's the trip like for when a you're working, so. like in a regular job, like us. Like you see the public yeah. holiday, you're like, oh, I'll take Tuesday off as well, or you know, <laughs> Anzac it. Day's on a Tuesday. I'll take Monday off. You know, that's, that's him. <laughs> that makes him out. a bit more relatable so by, he, by making maybe, that comparison. Maybe he did do it on purpose. Then maybe I've read it wrong. Yeah, you're right. Right. It was it was malicious. He's yeah, chosen yeah, like malicious. the second game. Oh, like he's chosen a kid he knows can't take it. I don't know. It's a bit he, suspicious. That's the thing. He's he's like, oh, I've got to book that. You know, that tattoo. It's going to take a bit longer than yeah. usual. It's going to be a big one. <laughs> Because they got a lot of uh, tattoo artists over there in Bali. Exactly right. So, yeah, there we go. Fair enough, man. Mythbusters over here as well. <laughs> we do everything. That's it, man. Um, and what happened? So, dogs, cats. I'm pretty sure. Now, this is when we might need to do another rewind or flashback. I'm pretty sure I tipped the cats 
And it was a fairly straightforward tip, pretty 50-50 game. And then we're moving on to the change of subject and this guy starts chuckling like I've tipped <laughs> West Coast to beat Collingwood or something. Explain I yourself. Don't, I don't understand the laugh either. I said it on the <laughs> part. I'm like, why are we laughing? I'm like, all I right. I said the Cats can't lose four in a row. Let's be honest. Like, come Maybe on. Maybe I was just daydreaming and I was just happy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, I don't remember. This is good. He can't take responsibility right here, mate. He's no, well, shirking know. it. You know? Think, about the, think about how amazing of a performance this Cats victory is. Mm. Not to mention they just lost at home to GWS. And Bulldogs are in form. Come on, man. No, fair enough. This is an amazing victory. I think I wrote Mm. some of the players that are missing. Danger, Guthrie, Holmes, Radagalea, Stanley, Menegola, Duncan. Menegola? Does he still play for him? Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. He hasn't played this year, so maybe I shouldn't have brought him in. But I just wanted to put some (laughs) topping on it. You just like the name. Yeah, he's he's a good player, Menegola. He was a good player like four years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I swear he's he's, True. So was Dangerfield. Hey, Dan- Dangerfield's first what eight weeks was unbelievable. Yeah, it was actually pretty easy. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like Geelong is an experienced team, so their players that are good are the old players. They don't have any young players mm. other than Holmes. But the um, you know, given the history of the last couple of weeks and the injuries, and the dogs aren't missing anyone, mm. and the dogs are at home, you tip the dogs, mate. Like this is actually this is a blight on West Coast, I think. And something that sorry, not West Coast, Western Bulldogs. Those ones. <laughs> Close, yeah. <laughs> Some's West, the other ones even further in the West. But it's more. It also shows the fact that probably why Geelong are champions because they they find a way when the when the going gets tough to get going. Wow, that's inspirational. Jeez, right that's man. George is on fire. Today. How do I, I follow that with my comment? You oh, can't, that, <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast. Yeah, that's it. I was just going to mention, based again off not watching the game and only highlights yeah. and looking at the stats here, but. We're eight goals seven to eight goals five at half time, so pretty close. And then the second half, the dogs go two goals eight, and then the cats go seven goals two. So I don't know. I'm a pretty simple man. It's pretty simple maths. I think the cats just were more accurate, kicked a few more goals, and they won by a few goals. Man, hey man, quick maths. You come to this pod for hard hitting analysis <laughs> and great journalism. So mm. unless you have anything to add, Matt, I don't know. No, I'm happy with that, man. I think we should end it there. <laughs> Keep it, keep it simple, man. Let's keep it rolling. Mm. Beautiful. So, what have I got here? I wrote down Suns v Eagles, which shows how much I was paying attention to the fixtures. <laughs> Suns v Crows. They're both birds, was. so mm. the, we yeah. tipped the Sunnies. Yeah, what a win that was! Man. We and also we um, we had a little discussion in one of our chats where I had convinced someone to change their tip to <laughs> was it to the Suns after saying that the, the humidity, yeah. and then they went down by five goals, and I'm like, oh man. Oh man, look at then it got hot. And then it got hot. <laughs> then then got the humidity hot. started coming in. We were in Darwin and um Noah Anderson lifted his game after having a couple, you know, average performances. Um Bailey Humphrey continues to, you know, explode in the midfield. He's a gun. What a jet, um, man. Yeah. How can a sixth gamer be be having that much impact on the game? Well, I can because North North Melbourne have like we and Ashcroft. There's been we we're yeah. talking about it before. Just how amazing it is that some of these players can come in in their first year as play in the midfield and have that much of an influence on games. Um, Sheasel, Wardlaw, Humphrey, who else is it? Jimby. Jimby, Ashcroft. I think even Hollands for Carlton has been pretty impressive. Like these mm. these first year players, man, come into the system straight away. It used to take players years to develop. Mm. Now it's like there's something in the chicken or something like that. They're just like in straight <laughs> away. That's it, man. Like, I think they uh, they don't fry their chicken anymore. They boil it. Yeah, they make sure it's clean. You know, only lean protein. 
Um, it's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think the professionalism starts at a younger age now. Like people aren't just rocking up, you know, based on talent. They hit eighteen, and then it's like, oh, my first, you know, really hard preseason. Mm. I reckon these dudes are playing and training at an AFL level way before they get into the league. Yeah. Like you have to. Well, definitely like, Ashcroft was. He wasn't. Mm. I don't think he was studying even. Oh, there you go, man. And Possibly. he doesn't. It's not like it's because he can't. He doesn't seem like a dumb kid. Mm. It's just because Maeve. Well, same with Juan yeah. Francis. He was working, not studying. Mm. Sheezles had a full setup apparently at home with his infrared. Yeah, look at that infrared bath. Uh, bath. And, yeah, you know yeah, he's, nah. he's ready to go, mate. So yeah, um, these young these young players they know what their life's going to be, mm. and they know if they you know set you know lay the foundations early that they're going to become mm. you know they're going to make a lot of money playing footy. It definitely makes so. footy more exciting when you you know you pick up a. It's almost like return on your investment straight away. You know for what I North, mean? that's what the Horn Francis trade was. You know what I yeah. mean? Return on investment. But it, even for Port, away. it's a return on investment straight away as yeah, well. Yeah, because they've got a good player. Exactly. It's man, win-win. That is the biggest win-win trade this year. And I think at some point, we're going to have to go back and revisit the trades and see what we think, mm. you know, winners and losers of the trade period after, you know, we've actually seen some, we've got, you know, a bit of a like sample it. size. But speaking about like return on investment, like I think Gold Coast is starting to get that. And yeah, like Lacocious has finally found a position like it, it's almost a bit of a curse because he's such a talented player when he can play so many different positions it can kind of almost affect your ability to develop as a player like, i'm pretty sure lakosius could play any position he's played been played wing he's been played half back now he's a forward he could play full forward half forward he could probably play the rock he, he, he literally can do anything right mm. but now as a forward he looks really damaging i think statistically he's one of the better kicks um inside 50 He's kicked 10 goals in two weeks as a forward. Um, you know, there you go. He's kind of found his spot next to Ben King, a very talented forward. And then Raul has every game he plays, he improves. And he's dominating games now. Not just like the clearance contested player, but he's breaking away from stoppages. He's winning some more uncontested ball. Anderson has, has exploded this year as well. I think probably the better player out of, out of Raul. And, and him as well, even though he's second pick, but he, he's taken the charge. Um, and then they've got some some other players that are really lifted, like Randos that you've never heard of, like Joel Jeffrey. Bal- and Ballard, who's that? Mm. Yeah, Ballard, yeah. Uh, Ballard, Ballard. We'll talk about Ballard later, actually. Yeah. Oh. But um, okay. just like Joel Jeffrey off the halfback, Malcolm Roses is a small forward. It's pretty good. Alex mm. Davies, serviceable. So they're starting to put together like a consistent brand of football that's tough. The high-end talent is developing before our eyes. And some of the other players that you just don't really notice are playing good football. Mm. So it's it's really good to see because we uh, – I think I, – I like the Suns. I think we, we have them as our second team almost as a meme. But they're starting to actually perform after the first couple of rounds of this year where we were so disappointed in them. So mm. And you know, another impressive, an impressive thing about the Suns is that they're doing this without their best player. Took That's Miller. right. Put like, Miller at, and Weller as well. Exactly. More dash off halfback. Yeah. Mm. Tell you what, just on that high end talent as well. In my excellent analysis from not watching the game why, by watching highlights and looking at the stats and the timeline, mm. there was a nine goal stretch in a row where the t- game flipped on its head, and the goal scorers in that nine minute stretch, uh, sorry, the nine goal stretch were Lacocious three, King two, Raul Anderson, Humphrey. How exciting! Oh, How crazy. exciting is that? It's crazy. Nah, if you're if you're a Sun supporter, that you're frothing that. I that's... actually think you can get behind the Suns, and you know they're. I think they're just percentage out of the eight now, and they nearly beat Melbourne. 
up yeah. there as well. So if you've got sons at home in these humid conditions, right, you're in you're in trouble. Yeah, I'd love to see them make the jump this year. I don't so think they. Will. I. I don't think they will. Look, but, yeah, this is the best chance they've had. So let's see what they can do. And the, the other thing about them is they've kind of built into their season. In the past, they have like a flurry of wins early in the season. Mm. You know, they look good, and then for the next fifteen games, they lose and they're useless. Now they've kind of started poorly. They're building in. They look more consistent. It's kind of like their first real march at it. So, mm. it's good. so something just occurred to me, right? You know, you're listing through all these players, right? Are they the most likable team with the players that they have? I think it's easy to like you know I mean? a team that's been bad their whole time, though, because there's like there's no rivalry there. Mm, true, but just the players. I don't know you say Matt Rowe, Noah Anderson. Everyone loves Rowe. Yeah, oh, Rowe. You know, the, the notebook will always make him. I've mentioned that like <laughs> what three of the last four weeks. Like he's just you know he's just a likable dude. Same with Belly Humphrey as well. Something about his name as well, Humphrey. Mm. You know what I mean? Humphrey is Humphrey the dog. Humphrey so, the bear. Humphrey the bear. There you Humphrey go. Humphrey bear, mate. You know For all mean? the nineties kids. Yeah, I reckon they're one of the more likable teams, <laughs> just personality wise. I don't really know him personally, but they seem nice, like nice guys. I'm oh, they sure. got Levi Casbolt. Levi, hey, another likable fella, man. <laughs> oh, Levi, you know. That's it, man. Goes in there, charges, hits packs. Um, what what about... Um, Can I just... Yeah, I was going to comment on the Crows real yeah. quick. Mm. Ranking got, got shit on, huh? Here's the thing with the Crows. They're phenomenal at home. Away is just like, you don't know what you're getting. It's, it's crazy. Odd. Yeah. It's super odd, man. Like, you can't be doing that come finals because you got to win the grand final at the MCG. Mm. You know what I mean? Like It probably makes yeah. sense for a building team though to be good at home and have your struggles away. It kind of makes sense. Mm. So we'll see if they can win enough games on the road to make the eight because I think they will win enough in Adelaide. That is the narrative though surrounding Adelaide. We've said that last couple of weeks as well. But yeah, if you can't win any games, if you can't pinch any games outside of your home, then mm. it makes it very, very hard to finish high up in the ladder. Yeah. Can so. I just do my weekly umpire complaint? Please. Part one. I've got a bit more later, but (laughs) part one. All right. Last quarter of this game. This is what I did watch. Okay. Chase Jones manning the mark from outside 50. Yeah. Okay. You're going to talk about this one. Umpire tells him stand and he's sort of running to the mark. Like he's not even there yet. Like, you know, usually they give them a second Mm. or two to man the mark. And the umpire decides to say stand before he's finished his run up to the mark. And I swear, man, I've watched this replay like five times. Chase Jones is probably like 40 centimeters ahead of where he said stand. And he's called an instant 50, not a back a meter. You know how they do that? Like back two meters, back a meter. He Mm. gave him nothing, instant, not one warning, 50 meter penalty goal. When the game's within two goals, I think it was at the time. Now look, the Suns were full value for their win, but man, this stuff just pisses me off so badly. Like stop giving away goals. And then I noticed the rest of the games that round, guess what they were doing even on the wing, in defense, three meters, go back two meters, go back one meter. So many warnings. But the one that's to a goal in the last quarter, Mm. savage. I can't stand it. What goes through an umpire's mind when he pays that decision? Nothing, mate. They're stupid, honestly. You know, I reckon, you know how we were talking about earlier, I don't know if it was on the pod or off the pod, that these dudes run, like the AFL players run like 18 kilometers or something, you know, 15, whatever kilometers, and they can still hit a kick, lace out, right? And sometimes they can't. Sometimes they can't kick anymore. Do you reckon the umpires get that sort of... Uh, do you reckon they get that sort of fatigue brain, from brain that fog. running? What's that? Brain fog from the, running. Exactly, man. Maybe they've got to up their fitness or something and get their brain you know, a bit sharper. I don't know. Well, here's the thing as well. Yeah, I don't believe this should happen. I don't want this to happen. But we actually do have a better view on TV than they do most of the time. 
And I know they're on ground level, but how many times are they looking at the other umpire for advice that's 50 meters away because they can't see? It's such a congested game. Mm. These simple decisions, they can't get wrong, but like there's no, I'm not suggesting someone tells them what to say because they're on the field and it, it's a complete mess, but the guys can't see. They're running a lot like, they already it's, have an earpiece, so that part of the who knows what they're saying to each other though. I don't well, know where that's coming. We're from. we're actually hearing a lot more of the umpires recently. Mm. They get their 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 instructions. You can hear them during the play now. Mm. I don't like it. Mm. Well, I said it last week. They yell too much at the players. The dumbest stuff, like it's the snarky comments. Stand it's a bit, it's a like they just yell at them, and like the players just are so scared to move off the mark. Like the, they like if they take a toe off the line, it's which like is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I can't stand it. It makes no difference if they shuffle or they don't shuffle. Correct. I think let's be fair. You know, as a player, when you're gonna if you're gonna move to the side or anything, so you can block the you know the runoff. You know where the line is. You know that you're going sideways, yeah. and you might cut a little bit. But well, even just the little things, like guess. a player will mark the ball and then like not even take a step and just like maybe suggest that he's gonna kick the ball and it's play on. And then other times they'll take the step and it's not play on. Like the players don't know what's going on, man. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I know everyone loves that segment, so I thought I'd just throw it in. Yeah, see, it's. I just want to say something that you said earlier in that little um, rant was like, you know, that they can't really see because it's such a congested game. It's almost like when there's a fight and like you don't know what's happening because there's a fight and it's like manic. Yeah, and you can't tell who swung, who swung first, who hit the punch. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Well, that's why I say like I do feel for them. It's hard, but like, yeah. don't pay the dumb ones that are obvious, like this man on the mark one. Yeah, I agree. You don't need yeah. to do that mm. anyway. They should have a rule that if if it's not 100% clear, just don't pay it. Let it go, man. There should, should only be five free kicks a game, man. Oh, I'd not love th- that. Not this 20-30 stuff. Yep. I would love that. Um, okay. Rant over for now. We'll get to a bit more later. But the Giants and the Tigers. Now, Sunday had a few cracking games. Let's admit. Like, mm. This the game whole, here. The whole round, man. The whole round was fantastic. Yeah. It was. But these two games in particular were within a goal. Like really yeah. exciting stuff right at the end there. Mm. Um, pick it with a clutch goal to win it mm. the Tigers really snatched one um, they finally won a close game the Tigers they did yeah uh, cracking game man GWS I feel for them well, why is it that I actually feel sorry for G- they're the only team I actually feel sorry for There's I, something I, I, feel, I feel that too yeah, I don't know do you why, feel though. sorry for them a little bit yeah I think it's because they have to play that ridiculously bad ground mm. like that graveyard ground uh, that, that is their home ground they have to go there and train every week maybe I just feel I just kind of want them to be happy yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah, also the fact that you mentioned this a lot is that they they have like a midfield that would be one of the best midfields in the comp that's left the club. Like Taranto, Hopper, Trelaw. You mentioned it pretty often, but it sort of clicked to me right there. You have those three out of center bounce. You're winning a lot of center bounces. You know what I mean? And there's more that I can't... Uh, Taylor Adams left. Uh, Jack Steele. You can How make many, a team. Yeah. You can make a team out did, of it. F- that, that team's an all-Australian you know, midfield right there. Speaking of all Australian midfields, we'll get to that later. <laughs> it's probably a mistake they made when Gold Coast and GWS joined the league was not adjust the way they are contracted. So all these players coming out of contract at the same time, all wanting mm. similar pay rise, and no other team is built that way. So it, they were forced to sell, and it's made their future a little bit like iffy. But I think we can all agree they've got some good talent on the list now, like Callahan, oh, Cadman. Yeah. So why are they bad yeah. then? I don't think they're bad. I just think they're not good enough to win most games. Like the, they have good. been involved in a lot of close games. This yeah, year. I think they're all right. I think they'll be fine, to be honest. Um, I think, yeah, the constant list changes don't help either. Correct. I think you lose key cogs 
like not cogs, but you know, <laughs> they're losing cogs. Yeah, they're missing oh, cogs, man. but uh, um, that's not. I'm not starting any, you know, trade rumors <laughs> or anything. But um, no, nah, uh, you know, Taranto, Jeremy Cameron, big guys leave. Big guys leave, and then you got to start shuffling things around. This person needs to fill that role. That person needs to fill that role. The whole forward line needs to get restructured when Cameron leaves. You know, they lost even Finlayson. Imagine him in their forward line right now. He'd be fantastic. You know, yeah. as that mismatch forward slash ruck. Yeah, I kind of forgot Jeremy Cameron played for them. Jeremy Cameron, you forgot Cameron played for GWF. Yeah, kind of. I just associate him with Geelong now, but you're that's right. That's weird, man. That's a he's that's, a Premiership player for Geelong. Yeah, fair enough. But like he was, he like him and Toby Green. It was very arguable who was the best player, like who was the goat for them. Yeah, and it's obviously Toby Green now because he stuck it out. Mm. But when Cameron was there, it's probably him. Mm. Yeah, Hoskin Elliott. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Man. He's all right as well. Aiden Bonner. Aiden Bonner. Aiden Core. Uh, Zach Williams. Paul, was it Aiden O'Hearn or Paul O'Hearn? Who's the dude these Maybe, yeah, yeah. Remember O'Hearn, that guy that we had who sucked? Bobby, who everyone said was a good kick, but he oh, couldn't kick. Lockie Plowman. Lockie Plowman. Keller Marchbank, bro. Keller Marchbank. Hey. Uh, Bobby Hill. Christian Jacks. Jesus. <laughs> Christian Jacks. <laughs> Jed Jed Lamb Jed Lamb far wow. out man. look at this this, this Shane Mumford Liam, Liam Sumner <laughs> Liam these are some names here man these are some names oh. no wonder they're struggling poor guys I know man. they lost Sumner man do we give Richmond a chance for finals or I was just looking at the ladder I was going to nah. bring that up they're six points out they're the same as oh. Carlton aren't they that's not it. yeah they're actually on top of you now see I wow. give Carlton no chance but I give Richmond a chance but they've done it before hmm. How far off is um, Cheeky Lynchy, the guy who I don't like? He's, he, I think he's, he's like around 19. No, that's not really going to affect them much, is it? Um, yeah. I don't know. I just don't see him with a chance. Cause I don't think so. It's a bit too little too late in my eyes. Um, what about the fact that I reckon it's probably Cochin's last year, Rewas last year, last roll of the dice. Did they have the desperation to make it happen? They should. They should have the desperation to make it happen. Maybe, you know, maybe it's just, yeah, the new coach will uh, galvanize the lads. But, like, look at the last couple of weeks, man. You know, they win one against G- the Giants, who we don't really think are a great team. Should they got close to Port, though. Oh, maybe. Was maybe that not a scrappy game? Or was it in the they've wet? Played, they've played good football this year, but they haven't put it all together. Like, I've had some really nice quarters. They have their, their time where they look like the Richmond of old, but they haven't put it together. They drew to a quality team in Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> they, they put it all on the park there round one. Oh, uh, yeah. I think yeah. we've got them, actually. Carlton and Richmond play again this year. Oh, yeah. That's 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 going to be interesting from draw to see. You know, yeah, that will be a weird the contrast, game. you know, what's who's, who's improved, mm. this, that. Yeah. I think there's just a few too many teams above Richmond that you'd think are a better chance to make the eight. Yeah, yeah. I'd be stunned if they did it. Yeah. From here, to be honest. Um, okay, we come to the last game of the round. And man, all I can think of, Matza, was when is North going to not win? Like, obviously, win a game, but like, when are we going to win a game where it's not within a kick? Like, it's man, been. Our games are hard stop. I was man. actually thinking yeah. about it. Like, we get our two or three wins a year in the last couple of years, which is obviously poor. And the last time we won by over 10 points, let's say, I think was Eagles. What about Carlton? Th- Carlton against Teague. Remember that one? Taron Thomas kicked four oh, That goals. was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, we're talking a long time ago. We, we like, don't have man. comfortable wins. Like it's fun. Anymore. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy a close game, but like oh, I just really want us when we're up, like we were up by three goals at one point. I would love for us to just push it to six goals and make it 
too difficult for the other team to catch up. But it was a great game. I, I actually had a lot of fun watching yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was from a, like a neutral perspective. It was great. Kind of, kind of high quality, I'd say. Oh, absolutely high yeah, quality, man. Yeah. Both teams. The way Essendon progressed the ball forward, mm. I think they're first. They're first in the comp from from their fifty to goal. Yeah, and you could see it because they just keep moving the ball forward. And I'm just like North, please stop it, please stop it. And we just couldn't do it. You know, yeah. they kept finding the next you know link in the chain. But then in so. parts of the game we did, and then we were able to force them to bomb it long, and we'd counter attack ourselves. And man, mm. some of our chains were great as well. Like yeah. Taron Thomas being back was huge. Mm. Um, he was a lot of the time the guy when we had like a kick out of the 50 or you know just the last player in the chain he was often that yeah. player and it should be him because he's just he's, he's a silky player absolutely man like I want to just shout out as well someone I put the rocket up a few weeks ago rightfully so yeah absolutely was rightfully so Bailey Scott mm-hmm. I said mate this guy hasn't played a good game since his debut game. did he get a haircut no I think he got a haircut and then since he's got no, a haircut he's had a buzz for a while yeah uh, there might have been one time where There's he something had, different about him, man. What's different is he's that he's fierce. actually playing good football now, George. Yeah. He's getting 25-plus mm. touches a game, a couple goals. He's one of those players. He's got a huge engine, so he's just always running. He's always, you know, providing an overlap, yep. like, you know, multiple efforts. So, yeah, it makes a huge difference, yeah. you know. And on that big Inside. rant I had four weeks ago, I said, Curtis Taylor, why is this guy getting a game? He gets 10 touches a game and barely has an impact. Mm. He was dropped. Who's come in? Eddie Ford. Your boy. Playing a role. Doing such a good job. Um, CCJ. Mate, this guy here, I reckon single-handedly, amongst other things, playing a smaller impact, I reckon he's having the biggest impact in our ability to stay competitive because we're just kicking the ball long because we're not that great at ball movement most of the time. And he's just clunking like five or six marks a game that we otherwise wouldn't have had. Um, It's allowing us to actually get the ball forward and score a couple goals. Mm. Um, Because as good as Larky is, he's not a contested mark target. But... CCJ has been that last few weeks. Absolutely. And you need that. Every team needs a bailout kick. 100%, man. Um, even a few other guys, like Phoenix Spicer had nine tackles. This kid, I would love it if he was more of a goal threat. Maybe that'll come with confidence. But at the very least, love to see it, right? Mm. Zipping around, playing tackles. Good stuff, mm. mate. System player. Yeah. At the very least at the moment, he's fitting the system. So just, well, yeah, Kane Turner, keep, who he's competing for the spot with, he yeah. ain't laying nine tackles. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not kicking goals. Exactly. Either, so. so hopefully Phoenix can put the rest together, but... Mm. Good on him. And one special boy I need to give extra one big flowers special to. Special boy. Special boy. He's right there if you can see on the mm. screen. Will Phillips. Okay. Now, I am I was just about sick and tired of the haters on this one. We pick him, pick three. He's a quality young player. Showed some good signs in his debut year. And then last year gets glandular fever. Uh, gets COVID and then gets glandular fever and wasn't exercising all the, most of the year. Was out the year. Very harsh considering not his fault either of those things. Um, and everyone's saying, oh, look at North, no key forward. They should have got Logan McDonald. A hey, good player, by the way. Nothing against Logan. Mm. But don't hate on this kid, mate. He stepped up. This game, we had Simkin out, Greenwood out before the half was over with concussion. We've got LDU out. Cunnington's not the same player anymore. And this kid's come in. Obviously, Wardlaw we'll get to. Sheezel we'll get to. But this kid here, Will Phillips, has dominated the last three games. There was periods of this game where he was out playing Merritt and Shield and the like. Um, so massive flowers for Will Phillips. I think our young core of the midfield, Matzo, you can take it away from here. How excited oh, were we about that? Oh, man, it was beautiful. You know, Phillips to Sheasel to Wardlaw, man. Um, yeah, I want to say another thing about Phillips though. He was the first midfielder picked in that draft. Yep. And there was a reason for that because he's he was the highest touted young midfielder in that draft. So like, you know, it shows. shows. The best midfielder in every draft is usually pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. 
And is North, uh, last week, actually, Craig McRae said that North's stoppage work was some of the best they've come against this season. We did well in, again in the middle of the ground against Essendon, who were pretty good on ball. We dominated Sydney's midfield a few weeks ago. Mm. Like, this team, we're not far away from a win. We'll get to our tips later. A bit of a spoiler alert. Mm. Um, don't know if you guys have seen who we're playing, but I think we're a bit of a chance. Yeah. Um, but it's, these guys, mate, we're actually improving and it's so good to see. Like, we deserve it. Yeah, and we've got to give the some flowers as well to the manic man himself, Georgie Wardlaw. Oh, man. Man, he's just like... Man. He's so fun to watch, man. He's, I think he has, you know, at least top ten players in the league potential. He's not afraid to take on the tackler and like get his arms free, you know, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. dance around players. And sometimes he'll get caught, but the best players get caught as well. But there were so like, many times normal. in the game, like yeah, he would get caught, and then the next play, he's playing the riskiest forty <laughs> yeah. meter dart kick, and he'll hit someone right in the chest, and he's like, man, this kid's got no fear. Mm. He just he'll make a mistake, and then he's like goldfish memory, doesn't care. That's like it's. Typical, just playing in the moment type player. Hundred percent. It's like I don't know. It's, it's similar to like weird comparison, but Steph Curry in the NBA, he can miss five threes in a row, but then he just still shoots it like you yeah. know from you know from deep as he should. You know what I mean? He just he doesn't stop. He just the memory just you know yeah oh. wipes the memory clean. All I can say about this guy, man, I don't have kids. I don't even have a pet, but like <laughs> the love I have for this man is like. <laughs> It's just, it's mate, it's significant. So mm. long may continue. Our young midfield is just yeah. only getting started. When you factor in LDU, Simpkin. Mm. Simpkin and Greenwood it went both went out early in early stages of the game as well. So it was just the young guys who just stepped up. How much up. do you think Goldstein's tapping is, is you know, is, he's in oh, huge impact. He's in some serious form huge still. Impact. I don't know how. Yeah. Oh, he's just, he's, he's, he's one of the best Ruckman of all time. He like is. you think of it, he's the most hit outs of all time and he keeps breaking his record every week he keeps adding to the hit out count and it's longevity as well well he was like, coming up against Draper and Phillips mm. pretty much on his own because CCJ he's, he's tall but he ain't no ruckman to be honest no he's not um, I think he came, he came to North wanting to be a ruck but it's just not not right now anyway nah, nah. so Goldie's mate he's carrying mm. um, and look to be fair yeah this young midfield He's going places now. Like, again, the names, LDU, Simkin as the experienced guys. <clears throat> Still pretty young. You've got Powell in there, Phillips, Thomas, Wardlaw, Sheasel. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. We're I going places. The North rant has been enjoyable, but we've uh, we've got we've got something else that we want to get to. Yes. Um, Cut me off there. I was just yeah. getting started. Though. Yeah, no, legit. Sorry. <laughs> no, but legit, North Melbourne Enjoyers podcast is probably going to happen. Can I just point. say one thing? Just This isn't North related. Yeah. This is Essendon related because okay. Essendon was playing in the game as well. Actually, I got to say one. Actually, no. Yeah, who one, one Kane Corns thing that I got to say as oh. well. The other, I didn't even see this until I just was just looking at his Twitter right now. Wardlaw is a genuine weapon. His yeah, 17 disposals felt like 40. Another little Kano. I mean, Kane's, mate, we've got to have him on one of these days. I know, man. I know. Shout out to Kane, man. You know, um, just on the bombers. Redemption from Kane. Redemption. He's, he's winning me over, mate. Yeah. You know what? As soon as I forgave him, he started being a bit nicer. I'm just saying. So, Kill him with tr- kindness, mate. Tr- Kill him with kindness. That's it, man. Um, now, look, on the bombers, I don't know how to read this because every time a team sort of, let's say, struggles against North, I get a bit like, okay, was North actually pretty good or were you guys not so good or I don't know. So... From my point of view, I think these guys try to play the right way. Like number one, like straight out. These guys try to win the ball at the source. They spread. They take their time. Kick the ball around. I think they can actually play finals. But Shout out to Brad Scott. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do you actually think they can play finals? There's some serious teams under them. Yes. 
You think I can? I yes. don't. Mate, they're going to get Peter Wright back next week. Nah, I can't. That, you, add, you add that element to their forward line as well, man. If you know. I was putting money on it, I'd say they just miss out. Yeah, I think just. it makes more sense. I don't know. There's a lot of competition, man. I mean, Freo is playing better football as well. They're coming off the bye. Um, you know, Geelong just made it in. Crows, Gold Coast. You know, teams like I don't think Richmond will go away. I don't. That, you know, they're going to be around it. Carlton, I don't think will ever. I don't think they'll do it. But there's just so <laughs> much under them, and there's still a lot of football to be played. Heaps. So yeah. we, we don't know. But I don't. I don't, mm. I don't. They have to get Darcy Parish back. That's going to help. Parish and Wright, like yeah. I said. So we'll see how they. Wright go. was their best and fairest man. He's a gun. Um, I did want to mention as well. Actually, we were saying about oh North's young players. Man, how disappointing was it to see Zebul kick the ball on the full? Three times. Three times, including one that led to a direct goal, which was influential in the game. Um, mm. That's just really frustrating. And yeah. my last little thing on the game, <laughs> I'm not saying we deserve to win. Like it was a great game. Either team could have won, but man, that last goal that and scored, clear throw under the legs. That guy just tunnel balled it. Ridiculous miss from the ups. Mm. But anyway. Umpire right. part two rant. Uh, mini one. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, That's fine. I can forgive. Mm. Uh, but yes, Matt, that's all We've got a bit of something planned this week. George brought it up. I think it's um, maybe fitting. George briefly explains his idea. It's not too crazy. It's a pretty standard thing that... Yeah. Um, yeah, so just like we've come into the buy rounds now, so we've kind of got a lot of a bit of football under our belt. So we thought we'd try to do a mid-season All-Australian team mm. and we'd all kind of compare our notes. Yeah. So Some, something I want to ask before we get into it. Sure. How did you guys determine your all Australian like what what did you emphasize when you were doing it um I think for the forwards I was looking at the goal kicking list mm. but not just like a Nick Larky who's up there mm. in the top six or seven mm. I haven't included him for yeah. example so fair enough. a bit of logic a bit of stats mm. uh, a bit of super coach to be honest yeah fair um, enough. but trying then to say okay well this guy is not scoring like a hundred average super coach he's like an 80 but you know what I think he's but impact is you know because key, key defenders don't get points. stuff like that yeah, yeah. so and key forwards as well I did generally. try to keep it like not forcing someone in a position they don't play as much as I could mm. trying to keep it a little bit realistic but um, in saying that there was a few conveniences that I that I made on my team a few yeah. exceptions yourself Georgie um, look uh, I just kind of did I did my team honestly quite quickly. But not 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 as in like a lack of effort. I just wanted to throw it out, kind of what I thought in my head. We watch so much football. Mm. We we have an idea of who's playing well, who isn't, and who kind of fits. So I just did my team quite quickly. And my reference was kind of gut feel, a little bit super coach, because super coach I think is a good indicator of who's playing well yeah. because it's like champion data based. Mm. So, you know, if you've got a, a player that's high meters gained, high contested possessions, high impact possessions, he scores a higher. If someone is kicking the ball out of the full, he's not scoring. So it it is a good measure of of the impact on games. So yeah, I'll just get my because my thing was I took a bit of a different angle. I looked at last year's All Australian. I looked at some trends and I followed that. So I might not have the best performing players, but I've followed the best teams. Always get like five or six. Mm. You know what I mean. So True. I've I've gone. On, I've tried to make it more realistic. I kind of based the positions as well. Similar to the way did they you guys it. use coaches' votes a lot? Because I I value the coaches' votes a lot. I didn't look at them at all. Didn't to be look at all. For okay. me, it was so just, I've, used, I've looked at the coaches. Okay, I was looking at the ladder. 
a lot. I'm like, okay, this team is doing well. This team did well. I hope we get some variants then because yeah. I, I was fearing that that all be pretty similar and it would be pretty boring. So mm. who wants right. to kick us off? Maybe George, it was your idea. Yeah. Maybe you can go, Matt. Yeah, I'm happy to go first. So what I will say is I produced this on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. This week came the All-Australian team from the AFL and it's very similar to mine. Oh, so yeah, there we go. They've copied me, basically. <laughs> but it was interesting to kind of go through their AFL team that they produced. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty close. So I don't know if that validates my position or not, but whatever the case is. The other thing I like about the All-Australian is kind of the variance of how you go with position-wise. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a stickler for having the player play in the exact position that they are. That's just not the way it is. And looking at trends, that's not how the Anyone selectors does. really does it like yeah. no one puts the wingmen on the wing that actually play wing it's unfair to someone like a Josh Dacos who I don't have in the team who has been great mm-hmm. maybe you guys have him but I'd rather have a superstar midfielder in that position I just put the best plays that I think in the team there so okay. I'll start right. with the back line I've Do gone go, we'll go back, like full back line and then we'll go full midfield yeah we'll compare as we go yeah I reckon cool. yeah. I'll compare as we go yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Okay, right. sure. so you say you're six alright yeah. so Tom Stewart Full back is Darcy Moore. And then other back uh, pocket, we'll call it Charlie Ballard. So I've gone Charlie oh, Ballard. Oh, okay. Bit of a smoky. Half okay. back line, I've gone Nick Dacos. Center half back, Cal Wilkie. And other half back, Jordan Dawson. Okay. All right. There we go. I've already got some differences here. Yeah, me too. So mine. Not many actually, but yeah. So I've gone Cal Wilkie as back pocket. Mm-hmm. I've gone Steve May. As full back. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've gone Jack Sinclair as the back pocket. I've gone Nick Dacos, Darcy Morse, and a halfback, Jordan Dawson. All right, so our differences is I've got Sinclair and May. Okay. I think that's I think that's it. Versus Wilkie and Ballard. Yeah, I've got no, I've got Wilkie as well. But I've just I've got him at oh, back. different positions, yeah. Yeah. I can see what you mean by looking more towards the teams that have done well, yeah. which is probably correct how yeah. they're going to do it. Mm. And the um, thing is, I've got to say, having watched May hold Charlie Kerner to a goal, I'm like, yeah, he's going in. Mm. So that actually, that genuinely, that that directly impacted my decision. Because yeah. I knew he'd played, he was playing well. like, And he was he's doing it for parts of the season without Jake Lever as well. Like he's holding it down without him. So I'm like, yeah, he's got to go in. Fair enough, man. Well, mine's... Again, one difference actually. So I've gone Wilkie in the back pocket, Darcy Moore fullback. And this is where I very slightly and again, not in a great team, but James Sicily is in there for me. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. the last few weeks have won me over. He's been like, if he didn't have such amazing last three weeks, he's yeah. definitely not making it. Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff he's doing, I, I factor in as well that he's the captain. He's keeping Hawthorne competitive in parts of games. Um, and he's just a great player. Mm. Um, and then I've got Dacos, Nick. Stewart and Dawson as my halfbacks. Can I say something about my James Sicily snub? There was a reason behind it. Mm. And the reason was he didn't make it last year. He's, I don't think he's necessarily playing better than he did last year. Mm. So how does he, in the position, the team's in the same position, he's doing the same stuff, why does he make it? Well, that's the point Do of you know how I mean? they select. He's heavily favoring mm. players on good teams, which, yeah. is, you know, fair enough. But honestly... If I was to just do based on player, mm. I'd pick him as well. Yeah. So, no, nah, pick. Then. Cool. All right, Georgie. What about your mids? Um, do we want to do like the center line and then the followers together? Yeah. Yeah. I've got six. That's how they pick it, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, so you do your, your wings and your center and then your followers. Yep. Sounds good. 
All right, so... Well, like, sorry, the way I saw it, because I looked at the previous themes, they just had like six, six, six. Oh, okay. oh however, yeah, that's fine. So we'll that's just, how I've just done it. So, so you're so. going to do, yeah, just we'll do the entire midfield for five midfielders in the ruck. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I've got, and it's not really critical who I've got on the wings, but I've put Zach Butters and Caleb Sarong on the wings. Yep. Um, which the AFL did as well. Um, and then in the center, I've got Josh Dunkley. So I've put Dunks there. I've rewarded him over Neil. Um, mm-hmm. And then followers, I've got Tim English as the rock. I think he's clearly the best rock. Bont, Timmy Taranto, and Noah Anderson. Is that, oh. Have you got extras yet? How many midfielders have you got? So I've got the send line and I've got the three followers plus the, plus the rock. It's two followers and a rock. Is it? Yeah. You've gone an extra. Again, I, I was confused on how sure? to do it, but I yeah, just went. It's, it's meant to be rock, six, rock, rover. Rock, 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 rover. Where no? 18, rock, 19, rock 20, rover and a rover. 22. That's it. There's only two followers, man. Not true. So you got well, one, one's on the bench then. Okay. Miscounted. Tim Taranto goes to the bench? Uh, no, I'll put Anderson on the bench. Oh, so did enough. you have no Petrarca, no Oliver? Maybe you've got Petrarca later. Did no Oliver. I've got, I, I, I have Oliver on, on the bench as well. Okay. There you go. That's interesting. interesting. So I've gone. So these are the centers or the center line. Dakes. Dunkley. So Josh Dakes. Going with Josh. So just put the wingman on there. I actually put a wingman in there. Wow. Um, I think he I think he deserves a spot. And also because Collingwood are top of the ladder, best team in the league. I'm favoring Collingwood in my all Australian selections. Uh Dunkley in the middle and Zach Butters on the wing. Then I've got Tim English Rock, Oliver and Bont as my followers. Followers. So, Oliver. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Um, okay, so for me it was yeah, Butters on the wing as well with Sarong. And then I've gone Bont in the guts. Hmm. And then English in the rock, I think, yeah, that's a fairly straightforward one. And I've gone Petrarca and Clary on ball. That's, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so uh, Dunkley has not been forgotten, don't worry. But he's not not in my starting at the moment. Although you could have picked any one of those guys, I think, and and you're not wrong. Mm. Um, Yeah, they've all been fantastic, to be fair. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, cool. What so about your forwards? All right. So my half forward line, I've got Petrarca mm-hmm. and Rosie and then Jeremy Cameron's in half forward. That's mm. the exact same as mine. Yeah. Petrarca, oh. Rosie, Cameron. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I think Rosie's been exceptional. I think I think half forward kind of makes sense for him as well, even though he's playing midfield. Petrarca, the All-Australian team kind of cheats and puts him there. Yeah. Bond's but he, he, he the does past. play. He does play yeah. in the forward yeah, line. He, so he's... he's yeah, he I gets think, maybe 20, 30% game time. Not I, enough for super coach. No, nah, it's not, not enough for 35%. But he, he does play a bit of a, a bit of forward. Yeah, so I think that's, if that was your real half forward line. Come on, mate. Oh, man. <laughs> mate. You'd be laughing. And then for uh, full forward, I've got Charlie Kerno. And then my um, forward pockets, I've got Charlie Cameron and Toby Green. Charlie so mine mine is Green. the same. But instead of Toby Green... I looked at GWS's record. I'm like, no. I'm with Joe Danaher. Ooh. Yeah, He's scoring a lot of goals, man. And that's a th- that three three pronged attack of uh, Jeremy Cameron, Kerno, and Danaher. Yeah, you fair know. enough, man. Yeah. All good. Mine is Charlie Cameron, Charlie Kerno, Rosie, I've gone Toby, Jezza Cameron, and Rankin. I'll see. Put Rankin there. I've got Rankin in there. Yeah, he's yeah. been good. That's um, fair enough. And that's see he was one that I was thinking of, and then when I figure out figured out how I wanted to do my mm. team, he's like, no, you just can't fit. Yeah, doesn't work. For so. me, he's one of those ones where his impact on their wins for me values the choice. Fair call. Um, 
But no, yeah, that was probably the funnest line, to be honest, the mm. forward line, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and what about, so we've gone bench. I've got four bench and then a sub if we're doing a sub. Mm. Up to you guys. Yeah, I haven't added a sub, but I can just chuck one in. All right, so George, who have you got on your bench? Man? So um, we said Anderson, I've already mentioned he's on the so bench. He's, he's, he's moved to the bench, yeah. So three more, I've got Degoe. Okay. I've got Clayton Oliver, who probably should be on the field, but he's just there anyway. Absolutely should be on the field, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I give him a spell so he can come in and burst straight uh, away. It's strategic. Fair, fair enough. Fair and enough. then Six I've actually got Danaher as well. Oh, on the bench. There yeah. you go. I, thought, go I think he's been great. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I didn't rate him much the first couple of rounds, but then after that, he's just been amazing. So, mm. so that that's my team, yeah. And sub, I've got Sicily. Okay, wait, so how many... What was your bench? So, Dugowie, Clayton, Danaher, no and no I, Yeah, oh, there we go. Nice. Mm. So... What about yourself, Matt? I'm going to... I want you to go because I might have a couple... Okay. I have a couple different ones. All right, well, I've actually, got... three different ones to, to, to Georgie, actually. Interesting. Okay, well, I've got Taranto, Dunkley... Mm-hmm. I've got Danaher on the bench as well. So oh, there we go. Um, Same thing. Mainly because I was thinking I did want to put a bench ruck as well. And I thought, you That's know what? I've got him. He's yeah. sort of my ruck forward perfect on the bench. Um, and then my bench defender maybe a bit of a nuffy pick based on super coach, but Luke Ryan. Um, he's leading the league in meters gained. So I think, you know what? That's the kind of defender you like. Progresses the ball. He's pretty important to what Frio does, albeit they haven't been amazing this year. Um but everyone sort of thought Hayden Young would be the guy this year, but it's still Luke Ryan. Mm. So it's kind of become Young recently in the last few weeks, but they're, or they're sort of sharing the role. They're sharing it a bit more, but which is interesting actually, given their forms turned up. So maybe it's a shit pick. But um, oh look, he's a solid player. I couldn't really think of any other defender I really like mm. vouched for. So I'm like, yeah, chuck him in. Fair enough. So was it so Danaher, Ryan. Taranto, Dunkley, yep. and Ryan, and my sub. Actually, I was tossing up between Cozzy Pickett and Josh Dacos, but I'll go Josh Dacos. Yes, say Cozzy Pickett. He's been yeah, a, man. he's been a horrible the last month. Yeah. He's form wise. Look, uh, no, nah. I don't think so. I you, th- you take Cozzy Pickett in your team, but he's not in the Australian team. No, fair enough. No, no. no. Well, that's why I went Dacos. Thank, anyway, thank so. you for going Dacos in the end. <laughs> so mine is so the goey, Tom Liberatore. Yeah, he's in a top what Good top shot. four side, and he's. Been fantastic this year. Yeah, I thought about Libba. And then Zach Merritt, right? Who I was thinking of putting on my wing, but he's ended up being on the bench. And here's the controversial pick in my eyes Scott Pendlebury. Mm, I don't I've, mind it. I've added another Collingwood player. Leadership. He's a dude who's still, he's, he's like, he hasn't aged, man. He's still a gun. So I've put him in as well. And that's where my, I've tried to, how many Collingwood players have I got? One, two, uh, three, four, five. And that's usually what happens. For the best team, they get about five. I like it. Interesting. Was there any other Collingwood player you were thinking instead of him? Because they've got quite a few sort of like role players that aren't obvious. Look, I was like last year, I had a look at last year. Maynard was in it last year. But has mm. he been that good this year? I don't know. I haven't noticed. I don't no. I don't pay that close attention to the It was it was been player. better last year. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't really think of anyone. I was here's one. I was thinking Noble, but I think it's too much of a stretch. I was actually I think it's I, too much of a stretch. I made a Noble. joke pre-pod, but does a guy like Myacek get some love at some point? He's been he's been great. He's awesome. He's, he's, really he's not going to get enough goals to get the All Australian buzz, though. But he's he's oh, is he getting enough goals? He's got enough goals, yeah. Although maybe he does. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's like the he's one. the most unsexy pick possible. But mm. you know, if you're going to pick a couple extra Collingwood players due to form, 
Yeah. But is know. he a better tall than Kerno? No. Is he better tall than Cameron? No. There's maybe one other spot. We've got Dan. All three of us have Danaher in the team. Yeah. I'm surprised that we all hate him. I thought that you guys might overlook him because nice. of his, his mo or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like his mo or his pick of, of music, but he's been good. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I, I made a little list of snubs and I feel I, I can't believe I couldn't fit any of these guys in, but based on my criteria, Taranto, Laird, Sicily, Neil, and Sarong all got snubbed. So I don't have Neil either. I think Sarong is a must. I think he's been exceptional. I agree, but his team isn't. His team isn't. They weren't at that, this point. That makes it even like like he's been the only shining light in Freer in the first like four or five weeks. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. It, it's that one was hard to. He honestly, he was the one. It was between him and Merritt, and yeah. I ended up going with Merritt. See, I said I looked at the coaches' votes, and I was actually surprised to see Merritt so high up in the coaches' votes because oh, in my mind, I don't really feel like he's been that dominant this year. But um, I could be wrong. I think it's I don't just, have him there, but they they look for him. They look for him so much, and he impacts the way they move going forward. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But nah, Sarong, Sarong hurt me to keep him out because you guys know I love me some Sarong. Yeah, you I know? think he's he's a pretty special player. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, I actually had Ballard as well as a potential option to throw in. Um, mm. You're probably looking at the same stats as me, which was like intercept, intercept marks, no, contested marks. I just like the kid. AFL app had him as well, sent yes. us back, I think. Yeah. Um, so who did I, I didn't get Sinclair in. I don't think, I think Sinclair's a great player. But I don't think he's been that that impressive this year. He's had some big games, but yeah, I don't know. He was just a good team. I just wanted to get you know it, that was the thing. Here's the one I was thinking of. Right, he was the he was the controversial one. It was going to be instead of Sinclair, Dan Houston. I was going to go with. He's been good, man. He's he's the third. He's been I think the third best player. Doesn't get a lot of love again, but he's he's been killing it for them this year. Yeah, like provides drive off half back, plays into the midfield, gets a couple clearances. I, it was hard to uh, uh, it was just hard to put him in I just didn't have the guts to do it I was a coward <laughs> <laughs> now you were pretty I think you went out there the most in terms yeah. of a few smokies um, but I, I good logic of, behind it yeah I kind of tried to make it in the spirit of the way the AFL does it all Australian team see so I, if, I don't yeah. like the AFL so I just went emotional <laughs> playing like fantasy sports fantasy draft who's my favourites no. I'm, I'm a sellout I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I think I sold that as well man because my yeah. team's pretty similar to this so I don't know yeah true true uh, good fun I guess we'll um, yeah we'll keep these lists and compare at the end of the year see what we change see what yeah, the see AFL who gets did, the most see who gets the most right it's good yeah. to see like it's good to see Zach Butters there it's good to see Sarong there in my thing like Starting to say a little bit of the changing of the guard. Yeah, I've got Anderson there. I think Anderson has been exceptional. Mm. I think you could put Round there over the last couple of weeks as well. So it's good to see mm. some new players coming. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't think of Anderson to put him in, but then maybe that was just because I'm he got injured so. for a couple of weeks. If yeah. he didn't, I think he'd be in there. For yeah. like, I think he's been exceptional. Yeah, so. I think it was, it was probably because I was focusing on the ladder so much. I'm like, I didn't even think yeah. to put Anderson. But yeah, no, it's a good shout. Awesome boys. Well, let's get into our weekly tips. So Thursday night, would you believe it? Carlton doesn't have the first game of the round. Great. Wow. About time, mate. About time. Um, so George, you can actually enjoy most of your weekend this week. Mm. Uh, first game is a Thursday night. We're back to the Thursdays, which is fun. Sydney hosting the Saints at the SCG. Sydney hosting the Saints. Interesting game. That is. That is. Because Sydney, even though they've won the last two weeks, they've been against not great sides, as in our sides that we follow. Correct. <laughs> so, um, I feel personally targeted by Sydney. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. They've, they've hit this couch hard. I 
they haven't been that good at the SCG this year. I don't know whether it's given them as much of an advantage as it has in the past. Mm. I still might go... Oh, fresh legs. Fresh legs. Both of them are fresh legs. Oh, yeah, you're right. Both of them had a bite. <laughs> right. Nick Blakey galvanized after the seven-year deal. He got paid. I'm going to go with Sydney just for the Lizard. Just because I like him and I'm considering from him for my Supercoach team. But I'm going to go I'm gonna Saints because I really need Jack Steele to fire up. <laughs> You're leaving it to me, huh? Yeah. I am not that impressed by Sydney this year. I think, like you said, they've won twice in a row, but they nothing got, too impressive. They've got though. the Lizelfo spot. The Liz- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only a red one, not a, not a black one. Ah, fair enough. Fair yet. Enough. Um, Ice one. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go Saints. Let's go Saints. Um, okay, Friday night, we have the Doggies hosting the Power at Marvel. They had a, played a really good game in Adelaide in the wet with a sideways rain, as George says. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> so, no sideways rain at Marvel. <laughs> mm. So, that's the case. Then dogs. <laughs> the dogs. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm will, I, I just really like Port at the moment. I just yeah. love Zach Butters, man. I talk about him all the time. It's my favorite player, Vutiro. I'm, I'm backing him, Port. Oh. It, it's for 10 wins in a row. I'm gonna go the Let dogs. Let it happen, baby. I'm, I'm gonna go the dogs just because ten in a row is crazy. I'm gonna go dogs as well because no, I agree. That's so, they've got to falter at some point, and if anyone's to do it, it's the big beastly midfield of the dogs. Yeah, Bont and Libba, the all Australian butters boys. Butters is gonna make them like he's gonna melt them. He's gonna <laughs> butters is gonna. <laughs> They're melt gonna them. melt butters, mate. I'm no, telling you, no way. We'll uh, Bont we'll bon versus butters, the two B superstars. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a good game, hopefully. You know um, what? That's going to be another thing I'm going to look into. Which letter has the best players? B must be pretty close because Butters and Bont. Look, if we're struggling players. for off-season content. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that is a stretch. We'll that come is back a, to that. That's like useless AFL stats. Go through the alphabet. <laughs> Z, like Z is evil. They're Z, struggling. And Zerha. And Z, ooh, there we go. That's they, that's, It's still pretty weak. Who else is there? Zerk <laughs> no, Thatcher. No, no. Zerk Thatcher. They, they, got a, they actually have a few. There we go. Who's, any cues? Quainer. Quainer. There's a Quainer. That was quick thinking, man. That was good. Cues. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Quint- yeah, I was thinking Quinton Narkle, mate. Quinton Narkle. <laughs> uh, nah. I guess, you know what? Quinton is such a... I believe a is a nice name. Nah, Narkle Sparkle. you got to give him... A, it's got to be N. <laughs> so the cooler name gets does he get a, Does he get a gig, Quinton Narkle? <laughs> nah. Nah, he's at Port, but he's not going to play. I thought he was quite a good player. I don't know why. I'd, I'd take him. <laughs> yeah, Carlton would take a lot of players, man. Yeah. Like, right. um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he's gonna play. Maybe I hope he does. I hope he does. He was he's apparently he played well in the VFL or whatever their equivalent is. Sample, yeah, yeah. Sample. Yeah. Sample. Um, but yeah, we'll see how we go. Hopefully, the doggies. I mean, I don't really care who wins, but mm. ten in a row is nuts. If yeah. Port gets that done, credit to him. Mm. Um, okay, so the Hawks are hosting the Lions at the G. I'm gonna go Lions. Yeah, Lions. Yeah. Uh, Crows hosting the Eagles at Adelaide Oval. Crows. Crows. And a couple more. So Frio's hosting Richmond at Optus Stadium. Frio. Yep. <laughs> Frio. You're making this easy for me, George. I've got to agree. I, I do agree. Um, so you agree to the next one? Here we go. North hosting the Giants at Blundstone Arena. Oh. Let's go North, baby. We're yes, going North. Baby. We're going North, baby. <laughs> We're going North, George, baby. is that your first North tip all year? You know, it reminds, me, it of, it reminds me of like last week when like Paddy Dow goes in, Paddy yeah. well, <laughs> Paddy <laughs> well. Oh. You know what? Like genuinely, we've been on a decent little run of promising form. We could have won the Sydney game, could have won the Bombers game. I think at Blundstone, we're going to do it, mate. Let's go. I think it's going to be one of those really tight 
games. It's a North you, game, mate. That you guys have been part yeah. of and that Giants have been part of. So yes. we'll see what happens. Great. What a unanimous North. I'm so excited for this. I know. That's, that was <laughs> so happy. good. That felt really good. Um, what about Carlton hosting the Bombers? Paddy Wow. Well. Paddy Wow. Well. Can I just yeah, say, no. it was funny watching listen, uh, watching that game. The only funny part about this game was when Paddy, Ga- Paddy Dow came on as a sub. He got a cheer. He, got a cheer. <laughs> he did. He got a cheer like he was Chris Judd, man. Oh, and every man. time he touched the ball, it was like, yeah. <laughs> it was but like a, sarc- a sarcastic, like, yeah. But what does that tell you about like the disconnect between the fans and the coaching? Like, well, can you the fans to- want him and they wouldn't give it to they, he, they had to sub him in. They had to sub him in. Yeah. Well, how does he not at least get some sort of a game here and there? Like, North's, we've, we're playing Tom Powell. He's not playing on ball every week like he probably should be. Or, you know, eventually will be. But like, Paddy Dow, he's, he's got some talent. Just give him, give him a chance, man. Play him in the forward line. You, no, you know forwards. what? You know what? Carlton fans don't want to. I'm speaking for Carlton fans. They don't want him to be like a Liam Stocker, where like Liam Stocker actually got games, but no. Or Will Setterfield. We don't want him to play in the VFL the whole year and then just be sold off to another team. Mm-hmm. At least give him one more chance. He's played like two games under Voss. Voss just doesn't like him, obviously. Voss, you mate. He's yeah. Anyway, I think he's on the chopping block, mate. I'm telling you. I was calling it early. I was calling it early on Vossi, mate. Mm. I don't think he's gone. I think he's staying, man. I still no, think Kenningsley's the first to go still. <laughs> Get out there. That's the coldest. That's dying on your sword, that, bro. That, <laughs> honestly, like, we go back. To, if we do bad takes from early in the Just season. Just don't watch the first part of the year. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to say. Yeah. Who um, did I say? I think I said Stewie Jew. No, both way off. Right? I said, yeah, I know. No, Jewie's he's not losing his job. Yeah, um, who, who did you pick? Um, do you remember? Damien Hardwick. Um, But anyway Back to the game So Carlton hosting the Bombers I I don't know bro I don't know man I tip Carlton every week Like I I convince myself I can't tip Carlton That's five losses in a row though Essendon at least shows A bit of something A bit of moxie moving forward A bit of moxie They do man Uh, I'm going Bombers Sorry Cedarfield Cup man Cedarfield Cup They've got moxie Andrew Phillips Cup Andrew Phillips (laughs) Cup Yeah And wasn't it Peter Wright's gonna be back He's gonna monster weirder Oof. Sorry, I'll tell you what. Where you do have the advantage, is though, the, it's at the G. Yeah, it's at the G. Where you do have the advantage, and obviously most weeks you do. But Mackay and Kerno v Zerk Thatcher, Ridley, Redmond, like you do have the height advantage. North somewhat exploited it with our forwards. So if you are to win, I think Kerno and Mackay need to actually get their act together and have a functioning forward line. Mm. Not that it's their fault in some aspects, it's but not their fault. Um, or Mackay, come on, man. A little bit his fault. Uh, look, he, he was better. <laughs> he was better. He was better. Um, I showed his mum. She yeah. was happy. Yeah, yeah. He was happy. That was a nice moment. Wait, his mum gets a lot of screen time. Does be- she? Because um, she was sitting next to Paddy Cripps at the Brownlow. Oh. And whenever Cripps like, oh, my family, my mum. And just Mackay's kept, mom. It kept going to Mackay's mum. <laughs> and it wasn't his mum. <laughs> no, no, they're not related. <laughs> no, they're not related. <laughs> um, so we're going bombers. What was your official tip, George? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't want to speak. Okay, man. Fair enough. I'd we'll assume, we'll assume I'd rather not speak. Time will tell. I have nothing to say. Hey. Um, okay, last game of the round, Monday. King's birthday, are we calling it now? Um, I believe so, yeah. Melbourne hosting the Pies at the G. Uh, this uh, would be the statement win Melbourne needs, to be fair. Probably not going to happen, I would say, but I agree. This, this would be huge for them on the big stage, on the first ever King's birthday. Or is it, is it the first ever? We forgot about the Queen pretty quickly, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, moved pretty on pretty much. quick from that. Yeah. Um, we just want our public holiday. We don't care. Absolutely. Man. <laughs> I don't care if it's king, queen, prince, princess. You know? it, what's, what's the little prince's name? 
George. Little, little Prince George or something. Yeah, yeah. It's bring Prince George's birthday. Do another holiday for that. <laughs> Why not? Why not, man? I'm sure he's a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> His uncle's a lizard, but he's all right. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> um, actually, Clary's back. Is he back? Yeah, they guaranteed it. What did these people come back from injuries? They expect these come? these dudes, man. I reckon that there's certain players that are just proper professionals, and uh, Clary, apart from you know his appearance, he he's a very very professional boy. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think Collingwood will win, but it should be a good game. You know what? I've yeah. given Melbourne a hard time lately. I'm going to say this is the statement win. Let's go, Melbourne. All right, there you go. Get it done. Impress me. No, this is the Brody Grundy Cup. Yeah, true. Yes, yes, I like it. I like it. That's why you're the deciding vote here. I think I said Collingwood earlier. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking by that. Oh, I thought my pick was going to cause a bit of... No. No, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's hard to go against the Pies, man. They just beat West Coast, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been amazing. West Coast, yeah. North, man. They're on a roll, man. Yeah, huge. Huge. All right. I think that's it for today, boys. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Uh, actually, we should mention as well, uh, George was going to be racing McCreary once we hit 100 subs, which we're getting closer. And apparently, McCreary's gotten, gotten himself injured. So I know, man. Some know. say he's ducking George. I don't know. I agree, man. I agree. He, he pushed his what, knee or hamstring a bit too much, whatever it is. Yeah, For legal reasons, I can't comment. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Either way, look, you put some pressure on McCreary. Hit the sub button. Well, thanks again for watching and listening. We'll catch you on the next one. See Bye-bye. You later. Later.